It's the biggest sports show for your Saturday morning. We've got it all covered for you right here. Joey Montagna, Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. Or tomato or a barbecue sauce? Look, I hate barbecue sauce. Like too I sweet. It's the most rank thing. Is it? This. <laughs> I'm a spicy red man. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Jay-Z Clark, Emma Friedman and everything sport. Emma, I thought of Jay-Z during the week. I might have been on a current affair or the news. If there's ten words you don't want to hear about yourself, it's someone saying, I was watching a current affair and I thought of you. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Ah, very true. Welcome to another edition of Dead Set Legends with you every Saturday from 10 o'clock. Joey, Jay, Emma and a special guest appearance. He's back from the dead. Rabsy, welcome yes. back on board, my friend. Oh, thank you, Em. It's really good to be here with the 49th in, in most influential yes. uh, footy media person in Jay-Z. Yes, I know you're all jealous. That's a career highlight of mine. to be ranked 49th at your own workplace. Oh, geez, there's some interesting feedback this week. Not a lot of a positive. Great to yeah. see you. Well, it feels like grand final day. We've had a tough old 18 months in Melbourne, haven't we? Let's be honest. But there's um, there's a boxing day, um, boxing day test. You know, there's grand final day, massive day. And I feel like derby day is the third Derby big... day. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What was it called? Please. Right. If I say that again Please. for the rest of the you're show. Because you from Perth. That's, this is a Perth That's thing. That's a Perth and thing, it's, man. Oh, it's bad. Joey, full permission <laughs> to punch me in the head. Thank if you. I say derby day. <laughs> yes. Again. Thank you. Derby right. day. Yes. Um, it is. Like, it's it's a better day than Cup Day, isn't it, Em? You're the judge on this one. Like Absolutely I know... it is. It's like, it's Christmas Day if you're a racing fan. You've got all black type races at Flemington. Up in Sydney, it's a great day of racing as well. Um, we've got crowds back on track today in yep. Melbourne, which is exciting to see. But, yeah, it is a quality day of racing. This is... In many cases, what these trainers have been, you know, gearing their horses up to is a is a race today. So you're going to see the best of the best on track. Really excited about it, Joey. I've got to be. I've got to be honest. Yeah. Are you okay this morning, and, mate? You going uh, all right? Well, it is grand final day, and I <laughs> yeah, wish I yeah. could celebrate it as well as I could, but I've had back-to-back long lunches Thursday <laughs> Friday, so I haven't woken up the sharpest. Um, thanks for noticing. But um, I will find a way to dig in and enjoy Derby Day. Don't worry about that. You, gotta, you always do. you got to yeah. play hurt at times. Sometimes you do. And I feel like Joey's got corkies all over this morning. So. Oh, mate. But uh, he'll, he'll be good. Yeah, I'll be good. GP, it. go and get him a red Powerade. He's yep. going to need it. So coming up today, <laughs> Super Saturday of Racing, as we mentioned. And we do have a surprise guest, mm. a gun trainer with big. a runner in today's derby, a very big trainer, a champion trainer in that, Indeed. is mm. going to join us. A bit of a surprise for us, direct from the US, and this is big as well. Now San Antonio Spur, Jock Landau is yes. going to call us from the US as well. Limo to pop by also for a Saturday giggle, and Greg Rust with a Supercars up. Update. Well, the T20 World Cup at the moment, the Sheffield Shield is kicked off and running and the Ashes only weeks away. The summer of cricket is really upon us and Triple M will again be broadcasting plenty of cricket over the coming months and former Australian wicketkeeper is part of the coverage is Brad Haddon and he has popped into the studio to say g'day and I guess give us the lowdown because we've been so footy and racing based. We need to know what's happening in the world of cricket. Good morning to you, Hads. Morning, Emma. Morning, boys. How's it going? Going we're, well. We're going good, mate. Now, can I just check first? Are you still the, the Australian fielding coach? Because I'd sort of heard a whisper that you weren't the fielding coach anymore and then all these problems start coming up, our form <laughs> starts to decline. And I've been saying to Joey this whole time, I said, get Haddon back in the Australian cricket cram because as soon as he's the good time guy, he's the glue guy, and, and things have got a bit messy since then. So yeah. can we get you back in there, please? 
No, that's a very nice thing to say. But I'm enjoying my life in the IPL too much. You, you go over there for six weeks. As you've seen during the week, mate, teams are going for $1.5 billion, So yeah. I'd rather be over there for six weeks enjoying myself. So those, those guys genuinely make their whole year salary in about six weeks, don't they? Yeah, it's been an extraordinary week. They put uh, um, it out to tender to get two new teams, and, and it was 250% growth mm. in what they paid for them before. Yeah, the, yep. I think one team went for $980 million. So imagine coaching that team, the, the pressure you have on you to perform. But it's like a billion-dollar team. Yeah, it's a billion-dollar team. Greatest gravy train going around at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> sort, isn't it? To be able to go for six or eight weeks, just go and earn a, a year's wage in a six-week period, have a good time in India, and then yes. come back. How good. Hey, Hads, want to touch on the T20 quickly because <laughs> – we were a little bit critical of Australia's form leading up to the tournament. We obviously were struggling, and I didn't think we were probably a chance to win it. Jay-Z certainly didn't think we could win it, but we've actually started <laughs> We've actually started reasonably well. We've got a big game against England tonight. How have you seen the first couple of games for the Aussies? Yeah, I thought the first game were a little bit tentative with the bat. Um, we didn't play the style of game that you'd hope to, but tournament plays about building momentum to the back end of the tournament. So the last game was a really good display. I thought we were outstanding in our second game, but this third one will test where we're at. We've yep. got David Warner back in form, which mm-hmm. I think's a huge bonus for us. He, he gives that the team that bit of energy at the top of the order. He can intimidate oppositions. I think our bowling has been outstanding. I think the three quicks... Um, complement each other really well. And, and Adam Zampa, he's, he's sort of grown a bit over the last 18 months. He, he was one of those fringe players in and out of the team, but now he's got a lot of confidence from the captain. Uh, he's winning big moments for us. So it's going to be a real good test for us uh, against England, but I, I think we can go all the way. In terms of um, Dave Warner, the criticism of his form leading up to this tournament was immense, and it always is going into whether it's T20s, one dayers, or test series. Have you... Do you remember a player in your time that has received so much criticism at the top of the order year in, year out? No, I think that's the the nature of the game these days. There's so much coverage um, around the world. But an interesting one with David, I'll give you a little bit of cricket talk. Um, I don't know if everyone will understand, but David wasn't actually out of form. He's just out of runs. He'd had an extended break because of COVID. Uh, He didn't go on a couple of tours to Australia. And all he was doing was netting. He's got himself really fit, but... He hadn't had the opportunity to play any games. Mm. And, and as you know, you, you need to get into that game mentality and get your movements back. So he needed a couple of games to get going. I've seen a few things in the first game where he started to, to get back his movements like he wasn't. And the second game against Sri Lanka, he's outstanding. He put his presence on the game. And as I said, we need him at the top of the order of firing. Uh, Brad, funnily enough, I used to have the same problem. What did you say? You were out of run. That's exactly it. I had the same issue. Of course, <laughs> speaking of Australian cricket legend and champion wicketkeeper uh, Brad Haddon. Hey, uh, Hads, is it a happy camp? So we've been yeah, reading the headlines about the stuff with the coach, and you know JL, and a great mate of his. Uh, we absolutely um, know that. But it felt like the past couple of months, everyone needed to get back on the same page. So from, from your perspective, do you feel like the Australian cricket team is united again because from a, from afar didn't didn't read that way. Yeah, I think they needed to get some some things off their chest, and and the hardest thing about that was in that COVID period they couldn't come together and do it. Um, the disappointing thing is that a lot of it played out in the media. Mm. Um, you, you know yourself in. In teams, you don't want those things being played out in the media. You want to have those conversations behind closed doors, look each other in the eye and get to the bottom of what the problem actually is. But 
coming to this tour now, they've had the opportunity to do that. And a big barometer for, for cricket is watching how the guys feel, their attitude towards each other, because you can sort of drift off a bit and you can look at the crowd, um, you can wander it around. But if you're engaged in the feeling, it means they're all on the same page. So they've got over there, I think they've got a few things off their chest face-to-face, which which I think is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I reckon they're in a good spot. Ah, oh, there's sometimes... Until they lose and it'll all yeah. kick off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those pesky journalists, had, they, they do some silly stuff from some of the time. Uh, yeah, before we let you go, we can't wait for the summer. Obviously, the Ashes, Australia versus the old enemy. We'll all be parked on our couch. Or thankfully, we actually might be able to get to the MCG, Joey. Yep. Go watch some uh, cricket. So if Warner's opening, who's his batting partner, do you think? Because Usman Khawaja is making a mountain of runs in the shield. Who do you see opening the order had yeah, I, I had uh, Will Pekoski at the top of the order yeah. um, before he, he got concussed again. Yep. Um, that's, to me, that's a, the, an interesting one. He's, he's such a young kid. That's his um, 11th concussion. So it, it starts to become a duty of care. But I, I could actually see Kawaja going to the top of the order. I, yep. I like the experience. And, and him and Davey complement each other well up the top. And he's got a great record opening. I could actually see Will Pekoski coming in at five or six. Yes. Um, I think one thing Australia's done really well over a long period of time, we've batted our young kids at six, mm-hmm. take a bit of the pressure off. And we've seen it with Ponty, and he started mm. at um, six. He ended up being a handy player. So I, I wouldn't mind someone like Pekoski coming in at six and putting Kawadra at the top. Oh, it's exciting stuff. And, of course, we'll have it all on Triple M. You can hear every ball of the Vodafone Ashes series live on Triple M and the listener app as well as Triple M rocks the cricket. Hads, thanks for joining us. Anytime. Enjoy the summer. Hey, thanks, coming Hads. up next, uh, Jay-Z's got some news from the North Melbourne Football Club. Very interesting stuff happening with their list at the moment right here on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. I bought a uh, box of half chop coated tiny teddies. Oh, wow. Didn't I absolutely destroy half a box of those in absolute uh, quick time? <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Try Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates this spring carnival. Start your group, bet together and share the moment. It's group betting made better with Sportsbet. We're still talking footy because we love it so much, Jay-Z, but there has been a bit of news circulating about a surprise move from North Melbourne in terms of personnel and Geelong. What are they looking to do as well? A big news at Arden Street yesterday, and it sort of caught us by surprise but didn't in the sense that North Melbourne is going to put Jared Polak, who they signed on a five-year deal worth more than $700,000 a year. That is good kind. One of the best deals ever struck from his agent in, in Nick Geeshan. Well, he's completely fallen out of favour at this football club. You know, he what was at five games uh, last year. They're completely rebuilding. And North Melbourne yesterday confirmed that they were essentially going to de- – well, they were delisting Jared Pollock. Um, and then And then relisting him on their rookie list. Now, for me, you've got to read between the lines on this one. But what they're doing is, is delisting him, essentially daring another club to take him and that, and that whopping deal. So if Melbourne wanted to pick up Jared Pollock, which they don't, then now that he's delisted, they could essentially uh, pick him up. They're not going to. No one will. You know, the, the the size of the deal is completely hamstringing North Melbourne uh, in a sense or his way overs. Anyway, they're going to pick him back up on the rookie list. And I, I can't see him playing many games at all. I mean, it's a, it's a bit awkward and, and really unfortunate um, in a way because we know that Jared Pollock at his best, you know, was run and gun on, on the wing, you know, an offensively uh, very good player. Uh, Joey, yeah. how, how did you sort yeah, of? Yeah, so he had absolutely had talent, um, but just got other parts of his game that you know that's the players, uh, clubs, and the coaches don't like. And yep. as you said, he's not part of uh, the Kangaroos' future. It doesn't look like, and he's going to be the highest-paid rookie you would think in the competition for a, 
a long time, 700,000 yeah. to be on the rookie list. I mean, these cards were marked probably when Reece Shaw dropped him, I think, four times in that year. And he was one of the senior players in a, in a younger team at the at the time. Moving on to Geelong, Joey. Now, it's a summer change at the Cattery, clearly, with the assistant coaching staff. Coaching staff. Lots of changes there. Uh, uh, Enright's gone to St Kilda. Scarlett's taken a year off footy. Matthew Knights has gone to West Coast. So they brought in uh, Harry Taylor, uh, James uh, Kelly, very respected pickup Matthew Egan, who was at Essendon and then uh, Melbourne. Great fella, Matthew Egan. So they got some fresh voices around Chris Scott. And a lot of the discussion at the moment is how does Geelong need to change its game plan? Because we know they do slow play and they've done it very well, especially over the home and away season. But then Got found out again in the final series. Yeah. So do you think if you're in that Geelong, if you're a voice in that Geelong coaching box and you're reconstructing potentially how the Cats play this summer, what would you be suggesting? Yeah. Does this Geelong team need gears in its game plan? Look, they certainly need to evolve because what happens is that controlled style is, is almost relying on perfect football, you know, uncontested marks. But in finals, we know it becomes chaos because pressure ramps up. And you've got to embrace the contest. And this is what I would say if I was on the Geelong coaching staff is all they need to do to adjust is kick long to a contest more often. Instead of finding five mm-hmm. or six uncontested marks, kick long to a contest, get territory. You can still defend and set up well. And they are a strong contest team. Are they but ballistic they, enough? Like is Mel- That's how Melbourne exposed them, right? But, no, but you, you're setting up. You're set up for it. It's okay. actually like teams do. Brisbane Lions play that way. Like Everyone thinks Brisbane Lions play this ballistic style. They just kick long to a contest, yep. get all their players front and square, if you win that contest, well, then you're in a position where you can, you know, look explosive. Geelong are a strong contest team. So for me, a simple adjustment would be kick long to a contest more, get your numbers front and square. You're still set up defensively behind the ball. But if you win that contest, you're in a great position to be able to score. So I think there's just some subtle changes they need to make, but they don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But just just finally on this, so they get um, Stengel, um, you know, add yep. some uh, – some, some craft and some goal house and some speed and some silkiness in the forward half. It's a very good forward line. They get John Segler, more reliability um, in the ruck. How are they going to compete with a Melbourne? They're like, not far off. Who've not... got that, that bounce and that power out of the on-ball lot because Geelong is an older team. Yes. Do they have the... Do they have the pizzazz and the brilliance and the power, the explosiveness? Well, well they probably don't have the, the explosiveness and the brilliance that Melbourne have, but yeah. I think Geelong aren't far away still. They're going to still be around a top four team. Like, yeah. I still think with Jack Henry and Blitzarves in the back line, I would maybe make some adjustments in the midfield. I think maybe it's time for Joel Selwood to play on a wing mm-hmm. and evolve a little bit, play that role like Angus Brayshaw has done at Melbourne. Uh, you'd still play Dangerfield in there, but allow Parford and Narkle and even maybe give Mitch Duncan a full year yep. as an inside mid now. Narkle. Mix it up a little bit. Narkle, they've got still got Guthrie and those types of players. So, look, I think they're not far away. I did. Um, they'll be around the mark. Whether they're going to be good enough to, to win it, it's, I mean, every year that goes past, it's less and less likely. But you've got to be in the top four to give yourself a chance. Okay, so if you don't think they're going to win it then, right, should they, if they're that close to the cliff line, should they be foreseeing, like potentially get ahead of what Hawthorne did? And potentially resetting. Like if they are, if you don't think Geelong are going to win it, no, no, are they doing the right thing? But you don't know who's going to win it. I just said Geelong have got to finish in the top four to give themselves a chance, and I still think they're capable of finishing top four. Yep. So absolutely, I think they should go to the well again. Go all in. You never know what can happen in in finals. I mean, it's easy to say how you're going to be better than Melbourne, but mm. you might not play. Melbourne might lose a preliminary final. Melbourne might not even get there. Melbourne might be hit by injuries. There are other teams. Oh, you've just got to get yourself into the top four and give yourself a chance, which Geelong have done year in year out. You can't ever. You can't ever hold it against them for getting there and just not being good enough. The crystal ball is never easy to forecast things, is it, boys? Uh, Differing opinions everywhere. 
Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. On the line now is our great mate Greg Rust from the Rusty's Garage podcast, which you can get for free on the listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Now, we thought this might be happening for a while, but finally the auctioneer's hammer is down and the supercars are sold. <laughs> Emma, Joey, Jay, good morning. You guys are getting excited about another form of horsepower this week, but, yeah, we're... Um, we're talking not only about racing this weekend. I know you're, you're with James Courtney very soon, but, yeah, the business is going through a, a significant change here. Um, a, a group that have come together with the acronym RACE, so Racing Australia Consolidated Enterprises, have acquired uh, the major stakeholding in the sport. The transaction will be completed sort of between now and Christmas, but they've made the announcement. Some heavy hitters, Emma, behind the scenes here as well. Uh, Barclay Nettlefold, who's got a strong background in digital advertising and so on. Um, some people from the Australian Racing Group, like Gary Rogers, who's got some, some big plans to, to, in his words, you know, make the, the racing great again. So significant change in the business structure as well, but we, we hope it, it goes well for him and it's a, an important sport in the Australian landscape. Hey, Rusty, Dan Ricciardo's season has been interesting. I thought he was slow out of the blocks, but he's got some much better results throughout that mid part of the season. What was he, fifth last week in the U.S. in Texas? Very popular over there. And have high hopes for another decent finish in what is a Mexico this weekend. It's uh, it's a great, um, you know, sort of uh, leg of the sport. You're right. So, so Mexico's coming up. It's not too far away. And they're off to Brazil and then the, the Middle East. But he just dominated uh, social media and, and lots of the chat in um, in Texas. Uh, drove that NASCAR, the ex Dale Earnhardt car, had the the crazy moustache and put on the the accent which they they loved. And you're right, as you as you point out, a fifth place finish with the elbows out, keeping uh, drivers like Carlos Sainz and the Ferrari at bay. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that momentum from Italy you know, continues for the rest of the season. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us, Rusty. Appreciate your time. As always, thanks to Bendix Brakes. We'll chat to you again next week. But now, another special guest for the Tickford Racing Team next year in 2022, James Courtney, back in the car for the supercars tonight at the Sydney Super Event. Uh, welcome to you, mate. How good is it to be back in the car? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It uh, feels like forever since we were, we were you know, running around racing. So, it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic to be back. James, how did you keep sharp during the break? Did you sort of like drive around your block, you know, 400 times when you jump on the, <laughs> the PlayStation and this? Have you got a simulator in your house? How did you, you know, you must be, you must, you know, can you continue to train or how did you do it? I'm a dad, so school drop-offs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, it, uh, yeah, it, it, we're very unique in the way that we, uh, we're only allowed to drive the cars three days outside of a race meeting um, a year. So. Really? To stay sharp, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty tough. So it's um, it works well for me. The older boys that are a bit more experienced um, keeps us in the job for a bit longer. Maybe with the young guys that, that aren't as experienced trying to get in. But uh, yeah, it's it's very unique. Um, you know, yesterday afternoon there was a few guys firing off as uh, everyone was blowing off the cobwebs. But um, we'll press on today and see how we go. Yeah, of course, restarting this weekend and the next four weeks will be at the Sydney Motorsport Park. And I was just reading, James, you're going to be having um, racing under lights. How's that mm. for you? That experience will that be different, unique challenges? And how will you enjoy the under lights racing? Um, yeah, look, I, I think all like majority of sports look better under lights. Yep. Um, so it's a little bit more exciting. Um, also, you know, with the cars, with them being so hot, the brakes are glowing red, little flames out the side and stuff. So all that looks mm. pretty cool. Um, but as for, you know, things for us, what to do, everything's the same, really. Um, it's probably better for us in that it's a little bit cooler. So mm. there's not 
you know, you're not having to deal with the heat as much. So it's, um, no, it, it'll be good. It's a good spectacle. And, and um, yeah, I think it looks better as well. Currently drive the Boost Mobile Ford Mustang. Uh, Joey, I'm mm. very jealous of our man being able to drive the Ford Mustang around. You've just inked a new multi-year deal to stay with Tickford in 2022 and beyond, of course. How excited are you, mate? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, who doesn't like being employed for a little bit? <laughs> Especially in these times. But yep. uh, no, it's fantastic. I don't know too many people that enjoy going work as much as what we do. Someone says to you, jump in this thing and drive it as fast as you can for a few hours and see how you go at the end of it. It's it's not too much to complain about. So uh, no, it's it's great. And it's good to be, you know, they're good to uh, try and get some results towards the end of this year for all the guys at Boost Mobile and you know, and, and the team and, and um yeah, and then obviously next year hit the ground running and, and do it all again for the next few years. And it all finishes with Bathurst in about a month's time. That's going to be a real spectacle with a lot of fans back on track. Yeah, it's going to be unique going into Bathurst this year. One, it's a lot later than normal, so it's going to be a lot hotter. And then also, you know, we're doing four weekends back-to-back here and then one weekend off and then into Bathurst. So typically our races are a lot more spread out. So I think, um, you know, fatigue is going to be quite a bit with, you know, a lot of the crews you know, working and, and being away from home. Um, all the Queensland-based guys are going to be away for that whole pretty much eight-week period. So it's um, it's going to be tough for them with their families. All the Melbourne-based guys did it last year with, um, you know, when they had to stay away due to the COVID drama. So it uh, should be interesting. Bathurst this year, it's our, uh, uh, our grand final. So uh, hopefully it's a good one. Well, we wish you the best of luck, uh, James. Good luck this evening as well. It's all on seven, mate, I believe, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, in the new year. All right. Cheers, guys. Thank you. James Courtney there. Emma, are you, are you tempted to sort of say, and of course, I'll be uh, I'll be part of Channel 7's coverage. I'll be stationed up there on the hill with all the fans. I think she's not hosting is Bathurst. <laughs> uh, might be there. Might be really? there. Might be, uh, I think I'm going to Bathurst. I'm hosting that as well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not hosting you don't it, do. mate. Not yeah. hosting it, but I think I am off to Bathurst, which would <laughs> be quite a spectacle. There you go. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Jay, I've got a bone to pick with Joey. He's done it Me again. Oh, what He's have I done? done it again. I mean, you've rocked up hungover, which I actually applaud, which is <laughs> terrific. Say so that. good on you. Don't <laughs> say that. I haven't. <laughs> Early on when we started doing the show, we used to try and hide it. Like, yeah, no, man. No, no, no. You know, no, how you feeling? Oh, no, fine. I'm fine. What's wrong with you, Jay-Z? No, good. Just a bit of a... Um, I'm fine. And now yeah. it's just like, what did you get to last night? I had 100 beers. Mate, we've got two shows to go. Who cares? Uh, no, it's not about the hangover. It's about... Um, Yours. It's about Wednesday, your horse. Oh, yes. So your horse goes around again. And yep. I mean, I've got it black booked, so I knew it went around, but mm. you didn't want to tell us, did you? No, it's just didn't. dirty I performance. South, like, mm. South Parade, the people's horse. It ran on Wednesday <laughs> at Bendigo. <laughs> um, it ran third, but it wasn't expected to win, Em. So the reason why I didn't text you and oh. Jay Z, because I knew that it wasn't going to win. It needed the run. It's a bit like Jay Z and I just still got a little bit of pudding around the gut. So it wasn't quite. <laughs> fully tight and fit enough yet, but it ran really well, ran third. It'll run again in a couple of weeks, and I promise I will keep you in the loop because it's exciting when you have a good racehorse that wins races, isn't it, Jason? It is. Did you or did you not have it for a place? No, I didn't back it at all. At all? No. Oh, you didn't wow. back it at all. No. It ran third. Yeah, I know, but... but oh, no. God. Jeez. What, what part owner? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I think we're all a bunch of degeneracy. Like, You're letting us down. You did, you I thought I was being smart and you, sensible. You didn't have 20 the bucks. The trainer said it's not going to win. It needs the run. You didn't so, have 20 bucks on your own. You didn't have a cent on it. You tight ass. Oh, that, is oh, a, oh, oh. that is the first time in Australian racing history that a partner... Have you, once you'll do five three. Have you ever not backed your horse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when, when Speaking of horses, yes. where's your where's your horse? Yeah, what's that going on with you at the moment? What's it called? Southern Yankee. That one. Yeah, go on That's a, a bit. Great name, is that running isn't today? It? Derby Day, Melbourne Cup. Where have you got yeah, to start? Yeah. What do you, you set it for? 
Mate, it, it wouldn't have won in yay. Um, <laughs> honestly, you had this horse for a little bit earlier in the year, and um, well, there were high hopes, as you do when you get together with a group of mates, group of school dads, and honestly, this thing was so slow, the ambulance beat at home um, <laughs> a, a couple of times, and then... In the end, the trainer said, look, this thing is really bad. We, we, the, it's like the um, slowest horse in Australia. Slow, it is seriously the slowest horse in Australia. And he said, the, the stable hand, is it a stable hand? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. The person who helps gets it ready handler, and yeah. pats it and all that. The trainer said, look, the handler for some reason really likes it and she's happy to take it. Yeah, I heard she oh. offered to her eight-year-old daughter and her daughter said, this horse is too yeah. slow. I don't want she, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said she'd buy it for a dollar. <laughs> and. Oh and um and there was change, um so that's what happened. And it's very happy out in a paddock, somewhere. Well, you know what? We did know this was happening, Jay Z, right. and we just wanted to on this Saturday, the mm. biggest day of racing in Australia for the year, pay tribute to Southern <laughs> Yankee. It's time to say goodbye to our old friend. Here she comes, Southern Yankee. Southern Yankee driving lane. Kids talking yeah. about how much it likes the water. And geez, geez, are really enjoying the beach and it's washed out. So what about? Does it run? Does it like the land? We're at a jog trot now. Maybe we should swim in the Peter Pub or something. <laughs> Twenty-four starts over four years, five placings, Southern Yankee. three wins. Southern Yankee. Speaking of stole, it stole the money and it raced away and a lot of laughs. And then there was a break in the field too. Southern Yankee. The last one to pull in is Southern Yankee. I think the uh, ambulance beat it. Sort of <laughs> the most concerning part is it dropped down the grade. And then came uh, Southern Yankee. It's retired, and I think that's a good pocket. It's a good result. Um, for someone. Yeah, for everyone. So I think that the trainer's daughter really liked it yeah. uh, more than I did, and um, uh, there she, it's a, it's a farm horse. Southern Yankee. The People's Horse. Thank you, Southern Yankee. Did you get a lot of fun out of that horse? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I learnt from that package? Get some new jokes, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> Triple M's Dead Set Legends. It's Christmas Day for racing fans, and Jay-Z, this is usually where I have to try and mm. find guests for us to talk to on a Saturday morning, but you've come through with the yep. goods today, and I have uh, quite a little surprise who we're chatting to. Well, I've delivered a uh, one of the legends of Australian racing, really. I mean, one of the greatest trainers this country has ever seen. Emma, I'm not sure you're familiar with this man's work. He trained Doremus, Maccabee Diva, Miss Andretti, oh. Mama Fires Up Zero, superimposed, horrific, of course. And he's not, not only a great trainer, but father of the year, as you keep telling us. <laughs> oh, every my gosh. Week. It is none other than champion trainer and uh, Emma's dad, Lee Friedman. Good morning, <laughs> Lee. How are you? Good morning, everybody. How are oh, you? Oh, Dad, this is a real surprise. I thought we were turning <laughs> to Dave Eustace. <laughs> Emma's yeah. getting all notes out. Oh, we've got Dave Eustace on. She's getting her notes. We're We've been planning this for weeks because we, oh, absolutely, we've wanted to get Leon, not because he's oh. one of the greatest, as Jason just trainers. You just me, Jay. I mean, I just would have sent him a text. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a lot easier. Uh, Lee, yeah. i tell you what, your, your daughter brings a lot of class uh, and intelligence to this show because Joey and I otherwise sort of stumble and bumble. You must be proud of your daughter, mate, because she's hosting not only the races now for Channel 7, she's doing Bathurst. Everything. She, she Olympics, can't... Winter Olympics. She hosts everything. <laughs> and she's picking yeah. winners for fun, no. Lee. No, that's a, it's incredible just how far she's gone with this media thing. Um, um, I remember when she got the sack from Channel uh, 9 or whatever. <laughs> Channel keep, 9. Keep going, Lee. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't care whose toes I'm treading on here. Anyway, I, uh, I blew up big time deluxe. And uh, anyway, I told her that it wasn't the end of the world. And actually, it's turned out a lot better. It has indeed, oh, Lee. Gosh. What about Emma as a as yes. a child? What was she like growing up? Because 
We see her now, and she loves watching the sport, yes. watches the races, and she's you know she's dream a, boat. a dream boat we call her. But what was she like as a child? Was she was she hard work? Was she difficult to manage? <laughs> oh. No, 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 not hard to manage. Just yeah. just if you knew the various tricks of the trade, and then the the fact that she was always a show person. <laughs> in, uh, in in effect, I'll tell you a story actually about oh, the good, one famous time when we were living uh, just up the road from Flemington Racecourse. And, as was our habit after Flemington races, we would always have uh, in our little house there, at the back of the house was a little bar, and we used to have a lot of the owners back there for a drink, and it was always a lot of fun. And I think Emma was about, the babysitter had, had these kids, and they were, she was about maybe four or five at the time, yep. and, uh, and she was already in her jammies when all the owners came back. She just about ready to have dins and, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> Robert Sangster, the great international owner, yep. and a friend of mine and a great owner of ours as well, Huge man in racing. Uh, he always loved to come back to a little bar and have a drink because it was just, you know, basically racing people. And mm. yeah, anyway, the night was going, the evening was going along splendidly, and um, and uh, there was a lot of noise in the back of the house and people drinking. And Emma appeared in her pajamas with a beatbox and <laughs> proceeded to put on her favourite music about to do her floor show. You know, um, to see me every night this week. You know. It's a, it's a fantastic floor show at this stage from a four-year-old doing, I don't know, the Wiggles or something like that. Anyway, yes. uh, Robert was making too much noise. She stopped the machine and said, would you mind being quiet? He said, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I guess that side of a nature has continued to grow and develop oh, years ago. Yes. <laughs> She's always been a performer. And, and, and you, uh, must, you must have taught her a lot about fast horses. Lee, because she, honestly, for the past 18 months, Joey's bought a second house. He's, he's expanding the family because Emma keeps giving these amazing tips. So from an early age, did she really get into the whole horse thing? Absolutely not. No. That's true. Until I was in about probably year 11 or 12, I didn't really care. And then when I got into later high school, I started yeah. paying a little bit more attention. That's exactly right. I mean, we bought the girls a pony at one stage, and the only thing Emma ever did on it was stand on its back and do, you know, various contortions <laughs> and, and dance steps. So it was all dance-related, you know. The, the, poor, the poor animal used to have to stand there with her parading right across its back and doing all these uh, these weird and wonderful dance moves. You know? Ah, very good. Yes. Like, hey, we've been referring to Derby Day as, like, grand final day in mm. the racing world. It must be a terrific occasion. You, you still love this time of year, the spring carnival at Melbourne, the four days coming up. Obviously, you've got special memories for you, but you still love it. Oh, I think it's great. Um, it'd be much better if we were down there with some horses, yeah, year, which, which we certainly, um, you know, intend if we've got horses good enough to be down there next year. But it, look, it's an amazing carnival that because it goes down big everywhere in Australia. There's a massive meeting here at the Gold Coast today, and they say yeah, I've never been to it, obviously, but because the first year I'm up here. But mm. they say Tuesday Cup Day is just unbelievable, out of control. You know, have that many people just basically give themselves a day off and go to the race here <laughs> at the Gold Coast. Yeah. Oh, God. This is – I'm a bit dumbfounded that this has uh, occurred on our program this morning, boys. Uh, Jay-Z, yeah. thank you. The, the, the ultimate stitch-up there. Um, all right. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is, Dad. Uh, are you back in today? <laughs> oh, the hell, I've only just got home from work. I haven't seen the bloody fields or anything. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus, I don't know. Um, well, who do you like in the cup then? Surely you've had a look at, a look at that. Well, I think the, I think if the, if the favourite can run the trip out – doesn't have any uh, calamitous luck. It, it, it looks a good thing to me. But um, many things happen, as you well know, Emma, in racing that, that confound the experts. And, uh, you know, at, at this stage, I think he looks the one. And how are you enjoying your time training up north, Lee? Now you said on the Gold Coast up there, you're enjoying it? Oh, it's incredibly different. I mean, you know, 
when you cross the border sometimes in Queensland, you just wind your clock back 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not actually saying that uh, entirely as a detrimental statement. I, I mean, it's quite, it's quite quaint some of the things that I encounter up here in racing that, uh, you know, were discarded by other places a long time ago. But that's the way it is here. I'm happy with it. And uh, we're forging on. Certainly haven't missed much in Melbourne over the past 18 no. months, uh, no. that's for sure. Lee, it's been an absolute treat to have you on. <laughs> Thanks so much uh, for joining us. The amount of effort and work we've tried to have to make this morning to keep this secret from... <laughs> oh, because uh, Emma wants to know. Everyone's, Emma's across everything, everything. so this I've was hard. so much stuff. I was like, oh, gold trip. We'll talk to Dave Eustace <laughs> about how he's been scratched from the gold cup and what's <laughs> happened and what happened with yeah. the stewards in Melbourne and, oh, Christ, and, and, and I didn't and need and to that. do that. And normally you'd be flying home Saturday morning to FaceTime me with those two kids of yours. <laughs> you don't well, need to do it, man. We did that last night. Will was dressed as a yeah. caterpillar at dinner, so that was good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah Wendy was. It's a very impressive-looking <laughs> caterpillar, too. Very impressive green ant- antlers all. <laughs> He's terrifying. We all know that. Uh, thanks, Dad. Never thought I'd say that on a Saturday morning on the show, but uh, thanks for joining us. See you, guys. Thank Good you, Lee. Lee. Uh, Lee Friedman <laughs> on the show this morning. <laughs> you are the ultimate stitch-up master, boys. So oh, hard to get it past you, though, oh, Emma. Oh, I've got all these notes on Dave Eustace and Jay-Z and we're looking at each other, giving each other little winks like, oh, we've got a good one today. You're a bunch of dead set legends. We're coming up more on the program soon. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. If you're more than one fold with jocks, you've got issues in your need to Dead Set Legends. Try Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates this spring carnival. Start your group, bet together, and share the moment. It's group betting made better with Sportsbet. Well, hasn't it been a year for Jock Landau? So playing for the Melbourne United, he dubbed the league's MVP. Then he heads to Tokyo with the Boomers and wins a bronze medal at the Olympics. And now off and running with the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA. And tomorrow they play the Milwaukee Bucks. Glad to say that Jock has joined us on the line now from the US. Jock, hey, congrats on joining the Spurs. Tell us about the last couple of weeks and how crazy an experience it's been. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been full on and an eye-opening experience to say the least. I mean, just the way that people in these in this league kind of live, get treated. Uh, you know, the the level of professionalism and how it's kind of just a cut above any other league I've ever played in, and that's no knock on any other league. It's just you know the the funding that it has behind it and everything is unbelievable. So that combined with uh, you know. Uh, you know, I was concussed for two weeks there. Riders' season was kind of getting started, so I had to sit in a dark room, which has kind of put me behind the eight ball. But just trying to get back on my feet now and, and you know, get into the swing of season, which has been, you know, a big situation in itself. And traveling around and playing every two days, sometimes back to backs. Uh, I mean, I played my first back to back the other day on a, you know, a trip that we didn't get in until 4 a.m. or something. So, wow. it's, I mean, it's just a full on lifestyle. Hey, we knew, didn't we, Jay-Z, last time we spoke to Jock Landau yes. after they won the championship and he'd won the MVP and he was great to join us. But he kept mentioning Emma, they, when he was they, referring to Melbourne United, did, he kept saying them. And we're thinking, <laughs> hang on a minute, Jock. And then so he must have known there was something uh, going on and he was going on to bigger and better things at the time that he just didn't share with us on the family show, Dead Set Legends. But um, how is it being at the San Antonio Spurs? Like, I mean, it's one of the great organisations, really, Popovich. in any sport. You know, with Pop- how is the San Antonio Spurs organization and what's sort of something you can tell us that stood out to you that you've sort of gone oh wow uh i mean i think that their their name and reputation kind of lives up to the to the organization itself and um 
everything that I've experienced thus far has has been exactly what people said. They're they're kind of the gold standard, along with you know uh, a bunch of other teams uh, like the Patriots and whatnot out here, who yep. just kind of always seem to be referred to in a different light. And and that that has really has come true. Just just experiencing what I've experienced. I mean, they they've got a full department just for family services. So helping my my girlfriend out here kind of get situated has been one of the tasks that they've just taken over and, and kind of taken into their own hands and I'm not sure I would have got that anywhere else uh, that I'd gone so it's kind of little things like that that you're like wow these guys really do treat it like a family and, and it's all hands on deck, on deck just to make sure that you and your, your, your you know off the court situation is dealt with as well as you know coming in every day and you know you've got you've got i don't know maybe like 10 to 15 people who are looking after your body and weight you know weights program and just wow. kind of the, the the management of that side of things and then you know it's it's all just planned to a t it's kind of you get on court you get some shots then you might play a little bit and then you'll have film and then there'll be a team practice and it's just like bang 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 one thing after the other and they never slip up i mean it's it's incredible and Honestly, it makes sense why guys out here are just a cut above the rest of the world, and it's because of the, you know, it's because of all these services they have available to them. And yeah. then, you know, that's that's just the beginning. As soon as you step off the court, it's straight into recovery. It's a massage every day. It's things that I've just never really experienced before. So it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, well, old machine. We're chatting to, of course, Australian superstar Jack uh, Jock Landale. Sorry, hey Jock, quickly. Are you still living at Paddy Mills's place? Because we heard that when you went over to San Antonio, you you were able to stay at his place. Because obviously he's moved over to Brooklyn. Are you still in Paddy Mills's house? No, mate. Paddy, uh, Paddy dogged me on that one. <laughs> I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be living at his house, but as I rocked up to San Antonio, and I'm texting him and calling him and just blowing up his phone and trying <laughs> to figure out where I get the damn keys from. <laughs> Uh, he he texted me back and said that they'd had an offer that they couldn't turn oh, down. Oh, house oh, cold, so. He took the money <laughs> over left, his teammate. Was, oh no! You know, Patty's this guy that everyone says he builds he builds culture around him, but <laughs> I might have to pull him up on that one. Oh, um, dogged him. Nah, he 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 looked after me. Ended up setting me up with a real estate agent, and uh, we found a place. So uh, it all sorted itself out pretty quickly. But I will hold that one over him for a long time. <laughs> what about the glue guy, the captain, Patty Mills? That's he oh, let you down. Yeah, that's that's what disappointing. I'm Hey, Jock, I am yep. so jealous of you, mate. Like, I see you take on the Lakers the other day. you got Russell Westbrook. I know you've got to play against these guys. you got Russell Westbrook and LeBron James balling right in front of you. Like, I would just be absolutely in my element. I mean, congratulations to you, mate, and, and everything you've achieved, how hard uh, you've worked. It's just a, an incredible achievement. But, I mean, from an Australian basketball perspective right now, we're all sort of gobsmacked with the, the Ben Simmons situation at the moment. And you've obviously had got a relationship mm. with him and, you know, it, it just seems so disappointing that it's fallen out like it has, you know, like to kick him out of practice. And it, this is, it is just so bizarre. I know you're probably mates with him, but from afar, what are you mating this whole messy situation? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a tricky one, right? Like, uh, he's he's uh, to, to you know start things off. We I haven't really got uh, you know a massive relationship with Ben. I've I've met him once or twice, but only really in passing. Um, so I can't really speak on things you know from a personal stand yep. standpoint because I just don't I don't know the guy a whole lot. But um, 
you know, he's come out and he said that he's got some things going on upstairs and, um, you know, it's kind of hard to judge him based based on that yeah. being an issue yep. or being a play given that I've dealt with it. So, uh, you know, I feel for him in that regard. And, you know, he he does right now have a lot of weight on his shoulders in, in regards to a fan base, which I've, I've also had some good experience with out in Europe. But, you know, that stuff's not easy to deal with. So yep. I can kind of empathise with him in, in, in that regard. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, he, your job's to play basketball and you, you'd hope that at some point he just finds the ability to do it at, at peace and not worry too much about what else is going on around him and, and just kind of enjoy being out there on the court because that's kind of what I get by with and uh, just having like a, a pure passion for the game. So, um, you know, hopefully he can find that and, and get back out there and, and put together some, some good, uh, you know, another good year in Philly or wherever else it may be. Well said. Yeah, really well said, Jock. Hey, where's that uh, bronze medal, buddy? Is yeah. it with you in San Antonio? Uh, it's not. It's in a safe at home, and I, 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 I take it out, and sometimes I get some, some chills looking at it, but for the most <laughs> part I leave it in safe at home because I'm not taking too many risks with them. <laughs> Congratulations, mate, on the last year. It's been yep. a real rise for you, and um, I know that everyone in Melbourne is super proud of what you've achieved and wishing you the best of luck with your season with the Spurs. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it a lot. Thanks, Jock Thanks, Landau, Jock. great supporter of the program, joining us on Dead Set Legends. Limo, good morning to you, good man. Hello, team. Limo. Lovely to be with you. And uh, no, I haven't been in for a few weeks, so it's great to be here. Yes. But I'll tell you what, one of the big stories uh, of the last week has been the Herald Sun's top 50 list of media performers. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It was a ripper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Oh, I've been yeah. waiting all year for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've been counting down the days mm. until the Herald Sun put out their list of top 50 media performers. What I love about this article is Scotty Gullen, who wrote the story, mm. Immediately in the first line of the article, distanced himself from it by saying, It's a tough day in the office when the boss comes in and makes you do stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Smart call. Yes. (laughs) Scotty. Here we are. And then I thought, Well, I'll go straight to the top 10 Mm -hmm. and see where uh, my Mm. two. My two buddies from Dead Set Legends are, and well, imagine my surprise when I had to flick through to number 49 on the list to find Jake. <laughs> Not as surprised as me, Levi. <laughs> Where did you expect to be? Higher than 49? Oh, gee, the Herald sounds really in his corner, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> There's been some interesting conversations in the past uh, 48 hours, it's fair to say. You know when your phone goes off when you get a text message before 7am? Never good news. It's a joke. Has no. any, of you, any of your mates ever texted you a lot before 7am going, hey, Jake? How are you today, buddy? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, what no one ever done? texts before seven and says, good news. Yeah. <laughs> nah. First text message, two words, you flogs. Full stop. Oh, this, this isn't good. My mates already think we're wankers who talk about themselves too much. We've run out of list ideas. We make one about ourselves, Remo. We've done everything that's possible. We now need to do one about ourselves. It's so anyway, true. <laughs> continue oh, with your jokes. It's just so great. And uh, now, Joey, where did you finish up on that list, by the way? I uh, don't know, Lemo. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, come on, you do know. Go on. Oh, I got, sent, I got sent it about 10 yeah. times like him. Oh, I was 27th. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Only a couple of spots behind Lee Matthews. Oh, right. right. Lee Matthews was, I think, 25 on the list. <laughs> yeah. Or something like was that. He? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what does he know? I stopped when I got to 49. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I was sent the list is because Tom Brown is at 48, oh, no. one ahead of you. Oh. And the picture of Tom Brown was with me without at a function with our arms around each other. So oh. bizarrely, 
Mm. I've, I felt like I was kind of 48th as well. So <laughs> you got to join in that glory. Me and, uh, me and Tom Brown. Did you cut out that article, Jay Z? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Puts it on the front. Yeah. Look at these kids. Mm. Yeah. Dad's number 49 on this yes. list, eh? Yeah. I've, been, I've been informed that the reader's vote had me significantly higher. Oh, here <laughs> No, no, you were, I've had a look at the reader's list, yeah. and you're right. You were, yeah. You're at 45. Hey. So. Significantly higher? Oh, there you go. Hey, don't worry. My oldies have got 10 devices in their house. Mum's voted 44 times, so that helps. Anyway, well done. I, I've, I've framed the top 10. I want to get them signed by the top 10. So if anyone knows where I can catch up with Gary Lyon or Jared Waitley or Robbo, just let me know and I'll yes. get those signed. That will be a wonderful bit of memorabilia. It's been popular in the office. <laughs> It has gone down a treat. Hey, um, now, guys, a quick one. We're almost out of time now that we've mm. talked through the top 50 list. <laughs> uh, just a bit of cricket quickly. I know it's a big racing mm. day, but let's talk about a bit of cricket. Mm. Uh, the T20 World Cup on at the moment. And did anyone see Quentin de Kock's performance uh, during the week? Yeah. Uh, he, he had a I belter. know where you're going with this. Isn't he? Quentin de Kock. Is his name a bit like, is it a describer like William the Brave? He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's Quentin de Kock. He has been involved in one of my favourite bits of commentary of all time. Yes. And that is, well, Shane Warne, right, one of the great cricket commentators. Mm. I think we can all agree. Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of Warney's great skills as a cricket commentator is getting a cricketer with a slightly rude name and turning yeah. it into an even ruder sentence. Yeah. Right? So I remember years ago we were playing is an Ashes series. Joe Root was batting for England. And Warney, and I'm not making this up, word for word, yes. word for word, this is what Warney said. He goes, as Joe Root's walking out, Warney oh, said, I wonder what sort of a route we'll get today. <laughs> He said, will it be a slow route, a considered route, or an aggressive route? No, <laughs> that is 100% true. Oh. <laughs> now, in Morty's defence, he didn't even know the mics were on. He was just playing on his weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there was another, there was a one-day game we were playing South Africa, and the two South African batsmen at the same time were De Kock and Baharden. No. And you, the true story. Stop, and stop. you could just hear Warney storm into the commentary box to try and squeeze him into a sentence somehow. Then Australia brought Cummins on to bowl and his head exploded. Before I go, guys, a quick valet to Ashley Mallett, a great yes. Australian cricketer who died yesterday. Uh, we claimed him as a South Australian. He played all his shield cricket for South Australia. And as a young South Australian growing up, we didn't have much to hang on to in test cricket terms. We had basically Ashley Mallett, Ian Chaplin, David Hooks, and that was about it. Yep. Uh, so he will be missed. He took a, his first 100 wickets in test cricket. He took in 23 test matches. Wow. Amazing. Do you know who else did that? Shane Warne, 23 test matches for wow. his first 100 wickets. He was a great cricketer. Took eight for 59 once against Pakistan with no ball tampering whatsoever. So he was a <laughs> magnificent cricketer and a magnificent bloke. Lemo, just because we got Triple M Summer of Cricket happening, is that like, was that a pitch for like a. To a make no mistake, Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to be one day the 49th most influential <laughs> cricket personality on the Triple M network. <laughs> Very, very good. Lumo, thanks for jumping in. Hey, next we'll go through all the racing at Flemington and try and find your winner on this Derby Day right here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay-Z and Emma. Same thing. Fair to say, whatever was in my drink bottle, nobody needs to know. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Try Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates this spring carnival. Start your group, bet together and share the moment. It's group betting made better with Sportsbet. Get out your little black book. It's time for Emma's Tips. Oh, I've got the pen and paper ready. I'm delivering. Revel in the spirit of Melbourne Cup Carnival, October 30 to November 6. vrc.com.au.
Well, let's be honest, Jay-Z, mm. this has become the most popular mm-hmm. segment on our show. People yeah. listen to Dead Set Legends <laughs> yes. just for Emma's tips. Last night when I had my long lunch, I had people come up to me in the toilet. Yes. Oh, you did it, Yes, I yeah. did. Someone asked me about Emma's tips. And, yeah. well, of course, when we weren't on air for two weeks, there were people at home that didn't know what to do because yes. they couldn't have a bet <laughs> because yeah. they just live and breathe mm-hmm. for Emma's tips. Yeah. And, you know, there's a good reason why, Jay-Z. Well, she, she did it again last week. She nailed it. Double figure odds. Let's take a listen to how it unfolded. <laughs> Let's start at Mooney Valley, though. In the Phillies Classic Race 5, I'm going to have an each-way bet on Mokalua. Mokalua drops on them from Waterfox. Maracanã late, but Mokalua's coming away for McDonald again. Mokalua won it well. And then at Randwick, we've got the Invitation, which is a $2 million race uh, for the Phillies over the 1,400. I'm also going to have a little place bet on Forbidden Love. But Ice Bus come from last, and she wins the Invitation, beating Rock O'Clock, Forbidden Love third. So we love your tips, Emma. Mokalua, yeah. by the way, paid, what, a 10 or $11. Well, it was double yeah. figure odds. Everyone got on it, Jay-Z. Well, we all got on it. You must have. It, I was sat at Bell's <laughs> Hotel with a nice pint in front of me with my mates, and it's been a tough 18 months, hasn't it? We're like, we've all had a really hard year. That was the low point of my year, Emma, because <laughs> I, you said get on Mokalua paying 12 bucks, yeah. I, and I was like, it jumped, and I just like, you know, your heart sinks. Oh, I go, what have I done? And then it, and then it wins, and like my just stomach just absolutely. Our WhatsApp oh. messages went off, didn't they? Oh, everyone was on it except for me. But what a, that was the tip. What a what a way to get the kitty started. And that's what we love about Emma. She doesn't just give us the two dollar no. favourites. Anyone doing can that. anyone yeah. can tip them. All right, yeah. Emma, what have you got for us All today? Right. Derby day, big day in Melbourne, and even maybe a couple in Sydney for us. Okay, please. let's start first of all with the Hotham. So this is the race. If you win this, you can get yourself into the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Um the boys do have Ladon de V. Uh he is running in good fashion at the moment. If he can uh Win, he can find himself in the cup. So he's at $10. So race two, number three, LaDonda V each way. Uh, then moving on to the wakeful for the girls. I'm a big fan of the top Philly yearning uh, at $6 for Team Hawks. So that's race three, number one. Um, when it comes to the Empire Rose, you know I've been tipping Tafane for two years now, and I yep. think she could win that again. So that is a shorter one for you. The Derby. Okay, the Derby is a really interesting one because, yes, I'm a big fan of Forgot You and Gunstock, but two other ones that I'm thinking about having an each-way bet on or a place bet on, Akihiro, number five, and number nine, Hitotsu. So that's race six, number five, and number nine. And then, oh, where have I missed this? Oh, Akihiro's $34 here in the paper. You just like a little bit of that each way. Just a little bit each way. And I think that could, you know, get you a little bit of uh, Put it in the quaddy. Something, something. Mm. Sorry, I did miss I did miss something in the Empire Rose. Sorry to flash back to that, which is race number five. Um, and we were talking about Tafane. But in terms of what I've heard from track work during the week. Oh, yes. love this. Yeah, yes. okay. Ear to so the ground. This is, mm. this is the male ear to the ground. Exactly right, Joey. So race five. Sorry to flash back. I just lost my train of thought. No, flash away. Number nine, Amarolina. Mm. And number 12, Kiku, both at decent wow. odds. But Amaralina has been backed in substantially from 15s into 12s, probably even shorter in the next hour or so. Mm. But they're we'll to it. Mm. at a little bit of a place bet, I reckon, because I've heard some some good mail. Very about nice. Those oh, that two. Just... That's where I'll leave Flemington. All right. Yep. Rose Hill. Yep. Rose Hill. Oh, my goodness gracious me. So we've got the Golden Eagle worth $7.5 million. Actually, someone on the panel might know something here today, Rabsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you know? Uh, well, my auntie's horse, Love Tap, is running in the Golden Eagle at $35. Wow. Yeah. It's a little sneaky. Nine fifty a place. Okay. Yeah. Fill Trained. up. 
trying to also buy my uncle. So that um, might Ooh, be the little omen bet of the day, yeah? Set Legends Connection. Love tap. Don't know what number it is, though, Ann. Uh, I'll have a look for number you. Number 10, Love. race 7, number 10 yes. in the Golden Eagle. Love tap. How's it running? Good. It Fast. won two, two runs back at Rose Hill oh. and then yep. fourth at Rose Hill again. And may have no 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 just holding their bullets in that big race as well though have a look at a horse called Maximal so race seven at Rose Hill number thirteen Maximal he's a three quarter brother to Frankel who was an absolute superstar of European racing a few years back and now a great sire as well he's at fourteen dollars. I reckon he could upset the top two in the field in private eye, and I'm thunderstruck. And then the other two big races are up at Rose Hill, the Classique Legend, which is the sprinter's race, race six. I think Mars Crusader just wins that. He's short $2.60. Um, I think he can beat Eduardo. Uh, and then the Gold Cup, which is race five. This is a fascinating one as well, kind of being paired as a match race. Um, I'm going to have Skylab. Ooh. Each way. Mm-hmm. So race five, number six. Uh, very good, Em. And, of course, all those tips will be on the socials. So if yes. you missed out, you can follow them after this. And have you thought about Tuesday at all, Em, the big race, the Melbourne yep. Cup? The... Yeah, I've, I've had a thought about this, uh, Jay-Z. I think Incentivise will win the Caulfield Melbourne Cup Ooh. double, the first horse to do it since Ethereal in 2001. But in terms of a place bet, Charlie Rose, the Geelong Cup winner. Mm, very go. nice. But the field will be announced later tonight. I believe so. How, how good can incentivise be, do you think? Well, it's the talk of the town at the moment, isn't it? That that horse. Yeah, like, I, we, he's a superstar. He's yeah. an absolute superstar. And especially if he wins a Melbourne Cup, he's one of the great stayers we've seen in the last 10 years and just an amazing progression of form over the last six months to come from Queensland, come down here. Everyone thought he was really good. Going into the Caulfield Cup, people thought he was vulnerable. I thought he was a little bit vulnerable. Not at all. He is a star. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Just a quick give me a spell. What is happening out on Clarendon Street, Jay-Z? It's dead set like a river out there. There is water flowing. Like, there's been a burst main or something, Emma. Like, it is dead set it's the Yarra River. It's the Yarra River out there on Clarendon <laughs> so Street. So safe. The only person that would probably, the only thing that would enjoy that is your horse, Jay-Z, the horse that loved the water. Yes. <laughs> Southern Yankee, but swimmer. That's Melbourne's had it all. Spell. You've had pandemics, you've had riots, oh. you've had hurricanes, and now yes. a flood. You've got a flood in Clarendon <laughs> an Street. earthquake. You forgot the yeah. earthquake. Oh, yeah, the earthquake. Yeah, the locusts are soon to come. Hey, give me a, a spell, um, this woman in the US who is seeking $5 million US from Kellogg's accusing the popular cereal maker of misleading customers into thinking it's strawberry pop. Pop-Tarts contain more strawberries than they actually do. Give me a spell if you've got the time and effort to investigate that and for not knowing that that's just, I know, it's sugar in a wrapper, isn't it, for breakfast, for yeah, God's sake. Those things are, are sweet. Hey, give me a spell. I've got a big, big lunch today with friends planned at Dimitri's Feast in, in Richmond. If you haven't been there, check it out. It's absolutely amazing. But imagine my fright. Like, I booked this in three months ago. When, way back when we were locked down and 10 kilos heavier, I said, D- uh, Jimmy, can we book this big lunch, um, Derby Day? Bubble, I goes, yeah, no worries. He calls me on Wednesday. Oh no! And, oh, he, no. and he says, "I oh, mate, just confirming you'll be in." I said, "Mate, we can't wait to be there." He said, "Yeah, we'll see you at seven p.m." <gasps> I said, "That's interesting because we're all going to be there at eleven fifty-nine asking for Uzo. So you can imagine what sort of shape we'll be in at seven o'clock." He said, "Oh no! Is it going to come <gasps> back to you?" Life flashing before my eyes because we've had this locked in for so long. But he comes back, Jimmy, the great man that he is. He says, "Ah, just joking." Uh, see you at twelve, Clarky, and uh, can't wait for a massive oh. day. But give me a spell for the. 
two, the hours, G-up. two minutes of anxiousness. You didn't need that. No. Oh, you've got your dancing shoes, haven't you? You've got oh, your dancing mate, shoes on. Cologne. You, you smell the good. Cologne. Ready. Your hair's yeah. good. <laughs> like you normally come in on Saturday mornings looking a bit shabby. Today you are looking shabby. <laughs> Did you ride the bike today? You wouldn't have because you had to put the helmet over the hair. So nope. that wouldn't have gone down too well. No bike action. Yeah, you look sharp, mate. <laughs> Time for this, uh, Rabsy. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. Now, I thought straight away of you guys when I came up with this Dead Set Legend of the Week. I don't know if you guys, have you heard of Mattress Mac? Nope. Jim McKingvale? He's very, very famous in Houston. He's a multi-schoolionaire. He owns like a furniture furniture franchise Mm -hmm. and he's a multi-schoolionaire. But he's a Houston Astros fan. He's an old man, about 90 years old. And he has got the most money ever to win in gambling if the Houston <gasps> Astros, who are currently in the World Series, wow. it's one game all, he wins $39 million <gasps> if the Houston Astros win the World Series. It'll be the biggest collect ever in any sport, in any anywhere in the world. He's our man. He's our bet? man, isn't he? He had five different bets at about 10 to 1 mid-year. He outlaid about $6 million, something <laughs> like that, $5 million, to win $39 million. And he's a Houston Astros man. He's wow. obsessed with them. They've asked whether he will lay off. You know, you're a bit of a yeah. smart. He goes, no, I'm not betting against the Houston Astros. Oh, so he's ride. letting it ride. $39 million. Mattress Mac. His name's Jim McKingvale. He's a very, very famous man. He's been on the news wow. over there in Houston. So, hey, Eric, and he's sitting at home watching the uh, Game 3 of the World wow. Series today. And the Astros are the ones who cheated, didn't they? Yes, yeah. they are. <laughs> a few years ago. Okay. Have we got over that yet or not? Well, I think most of us neutral fans want the uh, Atlanta Jim's Braves to win, but yeah. Jim, going to win $39 million. <laughs> Hello. That's extraordinary. Okay, don't take a leaf of out of um, Jim's book, though. Remember to gamble responsibly <laughs> on this derby. <laughs> <laughs> no one be out laying $6 million no. bucks on the derby oh. today. That's no. for sure. Or put them on the line and uh, set yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, just a little nod of the head as well to Kyle Chalmers. He broke the 100-metre freestyle world record last night. So congratulations to Kyle. He is yes, back good. on top of the world. And then a little bit of news on Gold Trip. Yes, uh, Gold Trip has been scratched from the Rose Hill Gold Cup today. So we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Mm. Uh, that is a big out and more to come from that story. Of course, he was scratched from the uh, the Cox Plate last week and then cleared apparently from vets up in New South Wales. So that's mm. going to be something to follow up in days to come. Mm. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's a big day in Melbourne. Enjoy the racing. Enjoy the festivities wherever you are. And we'll be back to do it again all next week on 105.1 Triple M. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. So, in the words of Corey Homicide Williams, you have a great day. (laughs) Try Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates. Start your group, bet together, and share in the moment this spring carnival. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Get even more Joey, Jay-Z, and Emma by downloading the Listener app. I liked it. I did like my own work this morning. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Triple M's Dead Set Legends is done for another day. And it was a great week, wasn't it, Joey? I liked it. I did like my own work this morning. That was good. (laughs) Get even more Joey, Jay-Z and Emma by downloading the Listener app.